Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to the Fitter, Healthier Dad podcast, where you can learn how to improve your diet, lose fat, and get fitter in a sustainable and fun way without spending hours in the gym. Here is your host, Darren Kirby. Welcome back to the podcast, guys. This is the number one podcast for men in their 40s who want to improve their health through nutrition and fitness. This is episode 124, and on today's episode, we are going to be talking to Tim Gray on how to proactively optimize your health. After years spent self-healing his body from chronic health conditions through biohacking alone, Tim embarked on a mission to educate and empower the masses using biohacking, fitness, longevity, nutrition, and function and preventative medicine. Hey Tim, thanks very much for joining me on the podcast today. How are you? I'm very well. I'm very well, thank you. Excellent. Good stuff. You are in a nice, hot, sunny climate, as uh, as kind of seems to be the standard for you. <laughs> 30 degrees, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, very envious. So, Tim, for people that haven't um, come across you before, um, or biohacking, can you give us a little bit of background into you and how you got to where you're at today? Yeah, um, I guess I was a high performer, uh, business guy, uh, running multiple six and seven figure companies, thought sickness was a weakness yeah um, for the, my staff uses excuses um and um then got chronically ill from pushing myself a bit too hard and um when it got to the point that the doctors couldn't really help me uh, they just you know said we don't know what's going on and just take these meds um i kind of started researching and just you know treating it like a business problem i guess um, yeah. find the right solution so you know the usual uh, brainstorming post-it notes on the wall, you know, yeah. um, trying to figure out the root cause, you know, that was 10 years ago. Right. And, um, I had a whole host of things. Basically my body started shutting down. Right. It, I had mercury poisoning from, um, I had metal fillings, many metal fillings. I would live off of sushi pretty much every day, eat farm salmon all the time. Um, that combined with a genetic, um, variation SNP called, uh, MTHFR, right. which means don't uh methylate or break down and eject toxins properly just caused me my body to basically go enough's enough right um, to the point you know being emotionally up and down stress low testosterone kidney stones urinary tract infections frequent wow. urinations like 30 to 50 times a day um multiple teeth infections like you just you you know it's been a whole list of things where basically my immune system couldn't cope and my mitochondria couldn't produce energy properly um, yeah so it's really been a 10 year, a 10 year story of, you know, getting out of that and, uh, the traditional medicine, medicine system, um, while it's helped me with emergency things has been, you know, nothing short of fantastic, which yeah. you know, I, I don't think anyone can knock us on the medical advancements there, but on the chronic health side of things, it really made me realize that there's a massive area for improvement mm. and, that, um, you know, doctors just really don't know. Uh, yeah. So uh, so really, that's really what the last uh, 10 years have been. The last five years have been accelerated in that space by figuring out, uh, finding out about something called biohacking. Yeah. Um, which is, I guess, using technologies, supplements, um, less traditional medical things. Mm-hmm. More, I don't use the word holistic, but I did. Um, 
more whole body understanding us as a biological machine opposed to finding a symptom and hiding it. Uh, so yeah. really, you know, why is my immune system weak? Right. Um, and then um, um, working on it from there. And so biohacking also includes, you know, optimizing the environment, um, such as, you know, if you have a very bright blue lit bedroom and you mm -hmm. expect to sleep well, it's not going to happen. If you've got too much sunlight in the morning, but you, you go to bed late, you're going to wake up automatically with sunrise. And there's obviously biological reasons for doing so. Um, so there's environment things, such as if you've got a Wi-Fi router near your head when you sleep, if you track your sleep, you see that it absolutely ruins you. You might feel okay, but you're just not repairing properly. Yeah. Um, and um, and then the environment in, inside of you as well. So that could be microbiome, could be checking your genetics to see if uh, if you've got uh, genes that are need extra support, such as you know, very quick example: if you're a vegan and you have uh, an MTHFR gene uh, SNP then you're going to need more B12 than the average person and veganism will absolutely just destroy you. Mm. Uh, there's a 5% of people that will do well on it though, because they don't yeah. really have these issues. So it's really understanding yourself as a unique individual and optimizing you based on what you need opposed to one rule to rule everyone. And that's, yeah. you know, that's going to be the future of, of healthcare. So that's really a, a rundown of my history and what biohacking is. Yeah. I like to call it these days health optimization because Biohacking is a bit of a, it's more of a Silicon Valley term. Yeah. And, um, and I think us English and Europeans don't necessarily align with it quite the same as the Americans do. Um, but I like to talk about the fundamentals of health, which are the essential building blocks, the things that our body needs to operate. And if yeah. you think about a car, what does it need to operate? It needs good quality oil, not crap. It yeah. needs clean water to keep the engine cool. Yeah. Um, it needs a replacement of the tires when they start wearing down, not just ignoring them, you know, and then various other bits and pieces as well, and air obviously for combustion. So yeah. the point is, is we are the same and we have different building blocks um, that we need to operate correctly. Mm -hmm. And some of them are obviously uh, the obvious is like food, natural yeah. sunlight and food, light can affect us positively or negatively. And, you know, kind of really figuring out and learning these things out so that people know, okay, I'm not doing this. Let's implement that. No, I'm not doing this. Let's implement that and yeah. track it so that you can see your health improve. And it's the stuff that the doctors generally don't use yet, but some of them are just starting to talk about yeah. now, like Dr. Mark Hyman or Rangan Chatterjee or you know, yeah. some of the functional medicine doctors. Yeah. Yeah. It's super interesting, isn't it? Cause I think um, we've gotten to a point in our existence, I guess, where this traditional approach of we're broken, so let's fix it, which is generally why we're going to see a doctor or we get involved with the NHS, I think is from an NHS standpoint is not sustainable. As you can see the size and massive magnitude in terms of money, the NHS swallows up every year. Um, and the fact that we are living longer, but way unhealthier, right? So, well, yeah, I mean, I think uh, there's, there's two things on AF. You're completely right. I mean, the NHS is swallowing up a lot of money. I, someone once said to me, I think it was the BBC said to me, so Tim, are you telling me you could fix the NHS? And I was like, no, that's you saying that. Uh, yeah. You, you, the question. I didn't ever say that. But if we did understand that everyone was individual and, instead of just prescribing drugs every time, then we could affect change in it, definitely. 
Um, you know, instead of someone going in with strep throat or whatever and just re requiring the same antibiotics every time, it's like looking at lifestyle, looking at diet, looking if they're getting natural light, looking what their vitamin D levels are like, for instance, looking at their genetics. These are all things that the doctors don't know how to look at and we would sell ourselves a fortune. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I agree. Um, it's definitely struggling, but it's a sickness, sickness care system and people aren't being taught how to service their yeah. service cards. They're only being told how to go to the mechanic and get it fixed. And this is really, I think, it is really where it's going to go. It is. Yeah. Well, well, it has to, doesn't it? Because, you know, we cannot continue in the way that we've, we are, and I think the last 18 months without going off down the COVID rabbit hole have mm -hmm. um, obviously highlighted that, right? And I think that the approach that's still being taken is so much as it's trying to solve it with pharmaceuticals and medicine as opposed to actually saying, well, why are so many people getting impacted by a virus which is least impactful than the flu um, and so many hospitalizations? And, and, and still, I think the narrative is not... Uh, that we need to take care of our lifestyle and our health. It's, it's, we just need more vaccines. But anyway, I digress. And um, yeah, I know he's going to interject. Say, like I say on my Instagram, um, I'm pro-health. Yeah. I am not anti and I am not pro. I am pro-health. Mm. And I will do anything that it takes to be optimal. Mm -hmm. And if that means having a jab, I would do it. Yeah. The point is I'm a data guy and a health guy and those mm -hmm. things do intersect very well. And if I'm not improving from something, yeah, I'm not going to do it. And until there's enough data to be certain of that, you know, I won't necessarily do certain things. Mm. Um, a lot of data is coming in actually. And I think, you know, both sides and not to go on this point, both sides are very skewed to their own side. I like mm. to sit in the middle and I don't think it's the big evil necessarily, um, I think for some people it is exceptional and I think mm. it's the right thing to do. But I also think that the approach is to teach people how to optimize their health so it doesn't yeah. go wrong and put the building blocks in place. Um, so I think that, you know, yeah, I, I think that this is really, the, this is the only flaw. Yeah. Uh, and if these things were put in place, we wouldn't need to roll these things out quite so quickly. Yeah. Something that is done for health and not for another reason, which everyone seems to be going on about. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. So, so yeah. So, so on that then, you know, generally a lot of people that listen to the podcast, are parents are very busy, life is stressful enough as it is. And you and I are sitting here talking about, well, you need to take care of your health and you need to optimize your health. And, you know, we're, we have evolved to think that we go to a chemist or we go somewhere else to, to kind of get something to, to do that. So where would you say that people should start thinking about the various different areas that they need to consider if they're going to take control of their health and start to optimize it? Um, very good question. Um, this is where the fundamentals of health come in. And actually... I get asked this so frequently, like, you know, anywhere from five to 30 times a day, depending yeah. on my post for the day. This is um, why I created a digital course that took me hundreds of hours to do. Actually, right. if, if I'd known it was going to take so much work, <laughs> I wouldn't have done it in all honesty. Um, so I'm glad I didn't know at that point, but it's called, I talk about the fundamentals of health. Right. Um, and um, what people should do 
is, first of all, nail your sleep. That's the first thing. Right. Very, very first thing at all. And it seems obvious, but people yeah. don't necessarily understand what nailing your sleep means and what to do to nail it. Like, for instance, the amount of people I say, move your bed six, uh, oh, sorry, 12 to 18 inches away from the wall and see if your sleep improves. It's ridiculous. And the amount right. of people get good results from it. Yeah. Why is that? Because there's a power line running behind their bed for the light switches or the plugs. Yeah. And if you measure it with an EMF reader, reader, you will see how much voltage it picks up in that distance. I'm actually doing a post about it on Instagram this week. Okay. Um, another one, someone said to me, very, 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 very successful, like in the top 0.1% said to me, I can't get my sleep right. And, um, and I said, have you got Wi-Fi? And he said, yes. And I said, where is it? He said, under the bed. And my <laughs> like turn that off and see how your sleep does and funny enough it improves yeah <laughs> i think it's subjective is fine but really mm-hmm. if you're tracking it that's when the power comes in and i think that no one can push against that because when we see it for ourselves we understand you know it's like this way the aura ring um, yeah. I want. and if there's one biohack other than blue blocking glasses which i'll explain in a bit that i would use it is is this right because it tells you your heart rate resting heart rate, heart rate variability, which is one of the best indicators for overall health, in my opinion. Uh, tells you body temperature, how many times you breathe, uh, breath, how many breaths a minute, sorry. Um, deep sleep, REM sleep, light sleep, um, how many steps you've done, and that's far more accurate than the phone because that just measures you on distance that you've moved. Um, and gives you a readiness score every day and a sleep score every day. So, and it understands based on your data over a period of time, you know, what your baseline is, and then you can improve on it. So the point is, is if you don't know how well you're sleeping, other than subjective of saying, oh, I feel tired this morning, or yeah, I feel amazing. Mm. You know, sometimes, sometimes you're, you're, um, depending on your sleep stages, you might feel amazing, even though you've had a horrible night's sleep, you know, night before last, I had a horrible night's sleep. And yet I felt amazing all day. Mm. (laughs) And, And if I had, if I was a layman, I would say, oh, no, my sleep was great. You know, and a lot of people say, for instance, oh, I had a coffee. I go for coffee after before bed after my meal at the Italian restaurant. And they say, but I can sleep. I'm different. It's like, you're not. No. You track, you track it, you'll see that. Now, the reason why this is so important is, number one, and I won't labor on the point much longer because it would take us two years to run through all of the fundamentals in, in this detail, but sleep stayed with us in evolution for a reason. Yeah. Those that didn't sleep during the night and they slept during the day probably got eaten (laughs) or it's a trait that got weeded out of existence. Yeah. Those that didn't sleep at all didn't repair properly and they died pretty quickly. That's why we all sleep. It is an important need. The reason is the biological processes that happen while we're sleeping reverses the damage, repairs the body ready for the next day. And that's why as new parents will know, you age very quickly when you have children, if, mm. if it interrupts your sleep, it ages you very, very quickly. And this is why when you see couples that are in their late forties that didn't have children, they're usually the youngest looking. Mm. They sleep better, except for if they're a high powered executive that lives off four or five hours sleep, <laughs> they age pretty quickly as well. Yeah. Um, so my point being is that you should respect, respect your sleep more than anything you do, mm-hmm. anything. And to respect your sleep is wake with sunrise and 
go to sleep with at sunset or not far afterwards. Yeah. And if you have blue light in your house, which everyone does, whether it's on a phone, whether or not it's from the lighting, whether or not it's from any outside street lights, that light will tell your brain that it's midday. Mm-hmm. Because light wakes us up. It actually stops us from secreting melatonin in our sleep hormone properly. And melatonin isn't just for sleep. It actually helps detoxify us as well. So if you don't secrete your melatonin, you go to bed at 12 or one o'clock after having blue light in front of your face, your body is exhausted. Mm-hmm. It's, I am sleeping because I am knackered. Yeah. Because I need to, because I must. Um, so that involves, you know, obviously also exercising before four or 5 PM, because otherwise you're going to spike your stress hormones and you're not ready to start winding down. It means if you're doing your emails or things late into the evening, it means if you're eating far after sunset, the blood glucose will be higher through the night. So your body is going to be using the energy, processing the energy, sorry, rather than using the energy to repair. Um, there's a whole host of things like that. So, you know, the, actually my course lays these out bit by bit, handheld. Not, not I'm trying yeah. to sell the course, I'm not. I'm just saying if you want to know more detail and how to yeah. do a day around these things, it is done in specific detail. Yeah. So it's number one. I think the reason why I've gone on about that one so much is because it's the most important of all. Yeah. Um, if you're eating absolutely perfectly and, you know, if you know what that means exactly, but, but you're not sleeping properly, you're never going to be right. You're just yeah. not. Um, so uh, sleep is number one. Number two, before anything else, other than sleep it is hydration. Now, most people say, Oh, I drink plenty of water. Um, if you're peeing more than five or six times a day, you're probably dehydrated. Yep. And because we pee to eject toxins um, when we have too much fluid in us. And if we are in balance with our minerals. So when you become super thirsty and you keep on drinking more and more and more, it's usually because it's low mineral content water. And right. your body is saying, I need more water to give us more minerals. But then that means you've got too much water and you then have to excrete some adding in some Celtic sea salt, just half a teaspoon twice a day gives you the minerals, which means that if you're peeing more than five or six times a day, that will bring that down very quickly. Yeah. Um, I was doing 30 to 50 at my peak. And that's seriously, seriously dehydrated chronically, um, chronic fatigue. My adrenals couldn't cope because it just didn't have the minerals, um, in my blood to help fuel my energy, which meant my adrenals kicked in and then they got stressed. And this is a, you know, kind of a self, yeah waiting machine um so yeah so filtering your water getting rid of any toxins hormones or um um antibiotics that are in the water supply as well as any heavy metals so a good water filter i prefer reverse osmosis and then you mineralize it that way you're making the water um decent again Uh, so that's hydration and you know you only have to look at how many people are carrying around a bottle of water huge one everywhere they go in the gym and stuff like that um, or around in day-to-day when they're not even working out to see how dehydrated we are. And if you drink coffee or alcohol or pee more than five or six times a day, then generally you are dehydrated. It's pretty sure. And only 5% dehydration impacts our cognitive abilities by around 30%. Yeah. That's just 5%. Wow. So, so that's why those two things are really good. And if you haven't got good brain power or you're stressed, you're not going to sleep well. And if you're not sleeping well, you're not going to have good brain power. So those two are really yeah yeah and where, and where do you where do you stand on electrolytes because there's a lot of talk around that now um, you know because there's obviously overhydration that can happen and obviously poor mineralized water um where, where do you stand on that um 
Minerals, Celtic sea salt. Celtic sea salt has 78 to 82 trace elements and minerals in the salt. Yeah. Okay. That is all you need. Right. I mean, that's how we actually evolved, drinking stream water that comes through rocks. Um, and that was it. Now we're drinking spring water that's been filtered and has low mineral content. In fact, I spoke to uh, someone in the water industry once, one of the big names, and they know that the less minerals in the water, the more they need to drink. Right. <laughs> and then it comes product, um, you know, so, so that's number one. Um, electrolyte products, there are a few good ones out there, but they're products. They're not yeah. in the right balance of electrolytes because minerals are basically electrolytes, same thing, um, almost. Um, so there's a few good brands out there, but generally have three or four of the minerals in there. Which are the, they class them as the essential one, but right ones. But if you don't have them in the right balance, then the kidneys don't know how to deal with it because again, we didn't evolve with the imbalance of too much magnesium in one go or too much potassium in one go. Yeah. So it's really important to have them balanced, which is why I like Celtic sea salt, and it's cheap. Right, you know, you buy a whole tub of like that for five euros, right, or pounds or wherever you are in the world. Yeah. Um, whereas the electrolytes, you know, you can spend thirty pounds for a month's worth of electrolytes, and they're making millions and millions and millions. Yeah. From, yeah. So, so that's really, um, yeah, that's really what, um, what I recommend. Okay. Okay, cool. So, okay. So we've done, we've done sleep, we've done hydration. What, what would you say is next then? Um, I think that the, um, the there's, <laughs> there's a whole different list of actually about eight other things. Um, I think movement and exercise is obviously really important. Um, keeping your body flowing or moving all day, every day. So I have a breakout of five minutes every hour. I have a rebounder and things like that. And these things are very typical. Obviously yeah. the diet, which is really important. And that's like making sure you have enough, enough nutrients and counting your nutrients or not even counting them, just making sure you're having nutrient dense foods um, because then you auto restrict your calories. For instance, mm -hmm. if you're eating an extreme five um, ribeye steaks a day, mm -hmm you're not going to need to count your calories because the protein satiates you and you've had enough calories. Whereas people that say eat McDonald's, you know, you can eat McDonald's, just have the, the lower calorie version. Yeah. They're actually just in my opinion, idiots. Um, because it's a processed food, which is more calorie dense in the first place. Whereas if you eat a natural steak and some vegetables, you know, you don't need to count your calories. It's just, it's just yeah. absolutely bonkers. So um, yeah, so diet is a really important one and, and remembering to remove anti-nutrients uh, such as oxalates and things like that from your diet is important as well. And again, the, I don't like to tell people what they can and can't eat because everyone's individual. You know, some mm -hmm. people they can't eat because it's just too heavy for them. That means that they need to work on their digestion and probably their stress levels because, uh, and hydration, because we make uh, stomach acid from salt. Mm -hmm. um, if we're stressed, we need more salt. And we become dehydrated. And our digestion doesn't work properly. So it's again, another certain yeah. things um you know or someone say that they can't actually deal with certain vegetables and they bloat okay add some digestive enzymes in um i actually use uh these ones bio-optimizers okay. uh, yeah. have them with me everywhere i mean i didn't have them ready just for this podcast. yeah um i actually formulated some as well under health optimization subs myself which are slightly more potent in the in the knees in some ways um so yeah so 
Um, so yeah, so that's that. I also talk about oral health and not just traditional, I'll brush your teeth for yeah. you know, 10 minutes and blah, 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 blah. It's more like, have you had, do you need fillings? Um, have you had lots of cavities? Have you had root canal treated teeth? And, you know, the, we see, or I see the mouth as a window to your health. If you've got dodgy teeth, it's often down to mineral deficiencies and poor diet. And uh, by filling those deficiencies and changing your diet, then this stops becoming an issue. If you've had root canal treated teeth, and if any de- dentists are listening to this, they're going to go, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> the only is they don't um, yeah. because they were trained in a certain syllabus that has evolved. Biological dentistry is a massive thing. And it looks at the body and deficiencies and gut health and oral microbiome and all these things and how it's linked together and having a root canal treated tooth in your mouth actually harbors bacteria. Even if normal dentists say it doesn't, it has been proven time and time and time again. And I have seen so much data from the world's leading biological dentists. Right. Exactly on this and um, root canals have no place in the body at all and health gets much better in fact there's a documentary it's not a scientific one it's just for general public to to watch so it hasn't got all the science references and stuff in it but you can explore deeper i think it was 97 percent of women that had breast cancer right had root canal treated tooth on the same side wow yes exactly um and we know that you know, having a tooth infection can cause heart issues, heart attacks and things like that. In fact, one of my colleagues, Dr. Harry Adelson, who is um, known as the full body stem cell guy, one of the, I guess, one of the pioneers in stem cell surgery, um, actually had this himself. And that's how he, you know. Right. Okay. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so, so oral health, uh, optimizing yeah. oral microbiome, making sure that your deficiencies are feel, filled, um, making sure that you're optimizing that. And again, I, I put that out in the course um, fully for anyone that's like, oh, that's interesting. Um, um, yeah, so just to, just to touch on that point a, uh, a bit, because I've followed you quite a lot around the, the, the oral microbiome and the health and, and the mercury filling specifically. And I think mm-hmm. you've gone to see, is it Dr. Jerome? D- is that the guy that you go to see? Dom. Dr. Dom, yeah, yeah. yeah um, and you've actually had these mercury fillings um, removed. And I know there's a lot of controversy over the removal of these fillings, i.e. the way that it's done. Um, so what's your kind of views for people listening that have got mercury fillings that, you know, are quite alarmed by what we've just said? Um, well, put it this way, metal fillings aren't just metal fillings. They're called amalgam and it's an amalgamation of various metals of which they're roughly around 50% of mercury. Right. If a mercury thermometer is broken in a school, the school is evacuated. Right. And yet dentists are convinced that it is safe in our mouth. Right. Now they say, oh, no vapors come off and it's fine, blah, blah, blah. blah. Actually, you can now measure the amount of mercury vapors coming off of a tooth from brushing or eating. And it is well over any recommended amount, like well and truly. Right. And yet they haven't been updated in it. In some countries, it is now that they removed all mercury fillings from everyone. Some mm-hmm. countries still accept it. Um, they do say don't have metal fillings if you're pregnant because it could damage the baby, but it can't damage the person. Yeah. Um, yeah I mean, I'm sorry, but second most toxic substance non-man-made known to man in the mouth near the pituitary gland, which controls our hormones, and we're convinced it's safe. <laughs> so um 
I would say that um, it's definitely safer out the body and knowing what minerals uh, mercury does to the body, it competes for the cell. It helps damage the cell membrane. It stops nutrients getting in and it stops toxins getting out. It also competes for the cells so that certain minerals can't get in there. So people that have often had mercury fillings have deficiencies of magnesium and potassium and things like that, uh, which cause tight muscles means they have to go and have deep tissue massages and things like this quite frequently and may get migraine, which is very common. Um, also for migraines, if people have had root canal treated tooth, it's right on the nerve and yeah. it can cause inflammation in the nerve, which can cause chronic migraines. Yeah. So, so that's another, another piece of that. Um, some dentists say, oh no, it's safer to keep the mercury in once it's in. If they're removed correctly, and right. this is you know, a rubber dam around the tooth and um, they have air purification thing right near the face and, you know, it's treated as toxic waste. Actually, it's very safe of removal. Um, the body starts naturally detoxing the mercury after a period of three months anyway. Um, and then for some people that have the genetic issue, like I do, the MTHFR gene and don't detoxify very, very well on their own. It's often the people that have body odor, um, right. um, especially after they drink alcohol. That's an indication. Um then, um, you know, it's better off out and, you know, adding some chlorella and spirulina into your, you know, when you wake every morning before bed to help grab onto that stuff and, yeah. and uh, drag it out of the body as well as other mercury, um, things. If, if, if you go, if you listen to this and you say, actually, I've got some metal fillings or I've eaten a lot of salmon and things like that. And no, my energy wasn't what it was. Then, you know, you can get a hair mineral analysis test done, which is a good indicator. Yeah. There's also a cellular test for those that um, don't mind spending money on their health. They're about 600 right. pounds in the UK from Genova Labs called the NutriEval. And that looks at you on a cellular level to see what your cells are operating like, what they need and, you know, what they need to detoxify. And that's the most comprehensive, best test that I, you know, I know of. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it can be quantified, even if it's controversial. The crazy mm. thing is a lot of things which what's going on in the world at the moment, data that, you know, is coming out is showing a different opinion to things that we're told are the opposite you know sometimes you need to look at the data and and make your own call or judgment on where you stand on it and it's yeah. just an opinion mine or yours yeah. i mean i know that as my, my white blood cell count was ridiculously low ridiculously low um for years and as i collated more and more mercury and detoxified more and more naturally by you know improving my methylation and things my white blood cell came back up to normal and mm. Um, you know, your body goes through a fractionation period of rebalancing, but, um, you know, I'm now nearly 43 and if yep. you see on Instagram and I'm sure you, you probably have, yep. I look younger and more vibrant and have more energy and far clearer brain with a lot less issues than I did at 30. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, and it's not because I've just got good genetics, although my mum does look young and she does a lot yep. of biohacking herself. You know, you can see I was not in a good state just through lifestyle and food. Yeah. Um, I've reversed a lot of that stuff. You know, something might come along and get me and wipe me off pretty quickly, but who knows? But the point is I've done everything I can to make sure. Yeah. I'll be cool. And in the last year, I've now done 62 cities um, during lockdowns um, across the world, not being careful, wearing a mask only when people around me felt comfortable me doing so. Yeah. Um, didn't wash more than usual all this stuff and i've tried to get it and i haven't yeah um, you know not i know people that have had it a couple of times and you know they live a bit more of a debaucherous life and i know some people that haven't been quite so lucky and my heart goes out to those guys but yeah i mean i think if you put your, your building blocks in place and you know 
your chances are better. Yeah, yeah, definitely agree. So we touched a little bit there on nutrition, which to be honest is a whole podcast on its own. But generally a lot of comments that I get from people that we coach is, you know, shouldn't we be able to get all of our vitamins and minerals from food? And my view on it is modern day farming and over farming means basically that we can't and we don't. Um, So what's your view on on kind of food uh, and getting all your vitamins and minerals? This is a question I get asked a lot. I actually did a post on it. I was thinking of resharing it in a few weeks. Yeah. Um, I think on at Health Optimization Supplements Instagram, right. I think, because there's only a few posts there, I think we've already done one. Yeah. Uh, that was on my original post. So anyone um, look at Health Optimization Supps or Supplements on Instagram, and there's a post that actually drills into this properly. And I did a fair bit of research um, around that as well and, tr- and work with practitioners, several practitioners. And... Um, Basically, yes, you're right. Under farming, uh, over farming, sorry, or like non-rotating crops um, means that the food is lacking minerals and nutrients that they usually would um, back a hundred years ago. And um, that's not necessarily too much of an issue on its own. But if you are, if you've had antibiotics at any point in your life, if you have stress and let's be honest in the last 30 years stress has increased like this yeah you know any amount of stress our body thinks i should be running away from a tiger or a threat and if you're constantly running away from a tiger or a threat your body is diverting blood flow Mm -hmm. to the muscles and away from digestion which means you're not going to digest your food properly it will go through this is ibs in the most stressed people it's like even the even traditional doctors say oh how stressed are you what's your work like what do you do for a job they ask this stuff for standard now for a reason mm. traditional medicine um so yeah so bad digestion dehydration not enough stomach acid stress food with lower quality in it, more processed food, which has significantly less nutrients in it as well, and higher calories. So we're eating more calories, we're getting fuller, but we're not having a lot less nutrients. These things all top, stop, stacked on top of each other, as well as toxins competing for ourselves and, um, and meaning that we don't uptake our nutri- nutrients properly as well, it just means that, that we're undernourished. Mm. Um, and I recommend having a good um, multivitamin or individual nutrients or vitamins if you have had a test to show you which ones you're deficient in um the problem is and again i mentioned health optimization subs a few times i am not i'm not in this space to make money i'm just doing what i love and obviously i created the meetup i created the summit to bring all of these smart people together and the brands together and share the information of these speakers and authors and you know problem i kept on coming up against was the supplements i was buying just had titanium dioxide silicon dioxide or all this crap in there and i was just like i don't want to put these things in my body and i was sourcing individual ingredients and it might sound extreme but the thing is if you take titanium dioxide for instance every day in a supplement then eventually you get an intolerance to it yeah we evolved eating seasonal food rotating food so we're getting nutrients different nutrients around the year we weren't getting the intolerances to these foods as a result of rotating them um so a good nutrient some nutrients is good and that's why i designed um the daily core nutrients supplement which is activated forms of vitamins not synthetic or inactive ones that actually cause more good than uh, bad than good um they've got the minerals in their coq10 and things like that so that's really the foundation um daily core nutrients and they're all synergistic low doses so they're not super high amounts that right you know, people think more is better it's not um right. 
So, so yeah, so a good multi-nutrient is important. Um, yeah. But making sure it's not full of fillers and crappies too. That, again, that's health optimization stuff. Um, there are several others out there. Like I like Thorn Nutrition. Um, yeah. Multi-D, I think, is one I like. Thorn, Thorn is actually my favorite, uh, my favorite brand other than my own, of course. Yeah. Got to be biased on something. Absolutely. Um, but um, yeah, so it's so really a supplement, but you can't supplement, as they say, out of a bad lifestyle um, no. or bad diet. Uh, so really the foundations need to be in place with good food. And for me, that means just very quickly, grass-fed organic meat um, or if meat isn't available, that's good quality or if someone hasn't got the money, you know, the best meat you can buy, you know, mm-hmm. uh, any meat is better than no meat, in my opinion, from the amount of nutrients that you actually get from it. And regardless of what people say, or if they trigger, if they're a vegan or plant-based and they've been told that they know better because of a, a documentary that they watch called um, um, Game Changers, which is completely debunked, by the way. Um, some meat is better than none. And yeah. if you want to explore this further, I recommend the book Sacred Cow by Diana Rogers, um, which is tells you the facts on both sides, plant-based and meat. Um, yeah. So it's very good. Um, yeah. So grass-fed organic meat, wild-caught fish, not farmed because they're fed pellets, uh, which have antibiotics and hormones and things in there, and it's actually really bad fat on that, and they're high in mercury as well. Um, yeah, uh, organic vegetables, which is very cheap actually. Yeah. All organic, if you buy just those without all the products, organic veg are cheap. Um, eggs, organic or wild and um raw dairy but none of the other stuff because it's got antibiotics and hormones and stuff like that it causes all sorts of imbalances and can cause pcos in irregular periods painful periods obviously in the girls um so yeah so that's really eating clean and like our ancestors would have done yeah i mean and a lot of what we've talked about today is is kind of going back to basic fundamentals isn't it really sleep hydration good food you know which we've kind of evolved to kind of ignore really um but i think in in terms of you mentioned there tim that you're a data guy i think we're in a unique time in kind of history in, in so much as we have the ability now to really delve into our own health um you know in an individual way rather than going to see a practitioner but obviously you should if you have issues but what i mean by that is you know a lot of people take supplements or they do certain things but they actually don't really know if that's what their body needs so where would you say you'd start to kind of you've mentioned a little bit about vitamins and minerals testing but where would you start if people listening to this think right i want to get hold of my health but i really want to understand kind of at a baseline level where i'm at currently Mm. It really depends on what's going on. I would say the first thing to do is, and I did a post about this the other day, actually. Um, symptoms are messages telling us that something needs tending to. In a car, we have the service light or yeah. function, bad function light or whatever it may be. And it goes, it don't just go unplug the bulb. <laughs> you know the car's going to break down. And for the body, symptoms are exactly that. Um Getting migraines every day, okay, what's that about? Um, Having a twitch on your thigh every day, figure that out. Going pee 30 to 50 times a day, don't just drink water, figure it out, you know, um, whatever it may be. So I would say really what's your your main goal? If it's health and you find getting colds and things like that all the time, vitamin D is actually a good one. And actually take me on to the, the final point I was going to talk about the fundamentals, but vitamin D in the studies recent times since all this stuff started happening 
97, I think it was 97 or 98% of people that had no or pretty low symptoms had high vitamin D. 96% or 98, I can never remember, of people that had the worst outcomes were low in vitamin D. Right. It's pretty indicative. Now, vitamin D is actually a hormone and um, it's an indicator of how much natural light we're getting. Mm-hmm. And so if we have, if, if you need to increase your vitamin D, get sunlight or natural light. It doesn't have to be sunny for you to be able to uh, get natural light. And that light indicates to our body, uh, it, when light hits our skin, it converts cholesterol into hormones. Right. And that's why people love, they feel so good when they get on holiday, they start getting some sun and then they're on the beach and then two days later they get a cold or something because their body then starts relaxing and then gets into repair mode and it starts fighting things that it was holding on to. So the, it's hormone D, but we call it vitamin D. Uh, yeah. for consistency. Um, it has so many processes in the body. Immune system um, helps if you supplement with it. it can, obviously, it helps fix your digestive tract, so the tight junctions in your gut. Um, it stabilizes hormones and um, is the precursor to many, many things. Natural light always comes first. And, you know, I think you can have 10 minutes a day of natural light, sunlight, to get your vitamin D. Um, if you can't, and you're, for instance, you're not in an area that your ancestors evolved from. So, for instance, if you've got very dark skin, northern hem- hemisphere, actually has the highest rate of prostate cancer um, and the lowest rate of vitamin D. So supplement with it if you can't get the natural light. So so that's really important. Like natural light first, supplement last. And there are foods such as cod liver and cod liver oil that's high in vitamin D and a few other things like mushrooms. Um, But last but not least is obviously supplementing with it. And it is such an amazing thing for me, actually, when I was low levels, supplementing with vitamin d really helped me in my immune system and that's actually why i developed one specifically you know there are supplements out that you can make that you can make and make your bloody fortune vitamin d is not a profitable supplement yeah uh, you know i've really brought these things out to assist people and uh, it's uh, vitamin d and vitamin k together vitamin right. d calcium around in the body so it helps build bone vitamin k tells the calcium where to go so you should never supplement d without k um D3, K2. Um, so I brought out some drops that you can just have one to five drops a day. Um, in, it's actually in cold-pressed sunflower oil. I'm just changing that to MCT oil. Very okay, simple. nice. Don't understand necessarily that there is some good sunflower oil. Yeah. Um, yeah, so so really natural light, and that's one of the fundamentals that I, you know, I really wanted to talk about because you know most people aren't getting enough natural light. They don't realize that they're in a junk-lit office, blue light, flickering. You can't see with your conscious, but when you conscious mind, but if you, you put your phone up and film it, you'll see on the camera it flickers. That's what our, our brain is seeing, and it's like it doesn't it gives us migraines and triggers things. Yeah. So having faint light all day. And not getting any natural light really screws our hormones and energy gives us fatigue, which is why when I'm in the junk lit office, I have these, which are the yeah. blue block. These block out about 40 to 50% of blue light. Right. And, uh, stops you getting migraines. Sounds crazy, but it's not. And then after sunset, I wear the orange lenses, uh, which yeah. block out anywhere from 85 to 100 roughly of blue light. Um, as a result, you start secreting your melatonin, um, and um, you sleep better as a result. Yeah. So, so that's light optimization. So there's junk light, which is bad for our health, sunlight, which is good for our health, 
but don't spend the whole year in an office, blue lit office, no natural light, and then jump straight out to the sun and not expect to get nasty things happen to you. You need yeah. to build exposure over a period of time. Um, you need to make sure that you're eating anti and non-inflammatory foods like no sunflower oil or any of this crap that really causes digestive issues, which um, uh, causes inflammation in the body, which means you burn quicker. So removing those things, having enough antioxidants, uh, vitamin C, which is good, good versions of it, or astaxanthin, which is um, an algae, um, gives flamingos its pink color. Actually, it's yeah. very good antioxidant and stops people from burning as long as you're not just jumping straight from a blue lit office into the sun, of course. Um, so, yeah, so that's the natural light. And the final thing is grounding. Right. Um, which, you know, I'm a data guy. And when I first heard about grounding, people were like, it's woo woo, standing with barefoot on the grass, you're a nutter. That's what I said to one person. Um, but actually, when you measure it for yourself and actually do your research, there's actually 23 studies now on grounding specifically, including peer-reviewed, which means really smart people agree that the science is correct. Um, yeah. The um, Basically, when you stand on the ground, as you probably know, um, you get a flow of free electrons. Now, we need photons. We get that from food and sun. Electrons, we get that from grounding for the ground because our planet is obviously electrical. Um, those electrons, and you can get them from certain foods as well, like vitamin C, which is a powerful antioxidant grounding. Um, we essentially get the positive side of the battery from the sun, the negative right. from the earth. Um, and then that means our mitochondria, our batteries can do their job. Um, so that's where the term metabolic dysfunction comes from when your mitochondria aren't doing the right things because they've not got the right building blocks. So yeah. that sounds a little complicated. In essence, get your shoes off, stand on the grass or swim in the sea for at least 20 minutes a day. Um, even if you live in England and it's cold and wet, um, 20 minutes a day minimum. Uh, you can get a pillowcase that plugs into the earth socket in the wall, which does a similar thing for most people. Um, and people find that they sleep significantly better, especially yeah. if they take Wi-Fi off, pull the bed away from the wall and uh, ground at the same time. You know, it really, really turns people's health around very, very quickly. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, I think we've um, we've covered quite a lot there today. To be honest, we could obviously go for a, a longer, lot longer period. But um, before I let you go, Tim, what would be the five things that you would say that people could take away from this today that they could start to implement to to kind of take control of their health? Get some blue blocking glasses right. because everyone plays on their phone. Yeah, uh, blue blocking glasses. Raw optics. That's R A optics or um, Blue Blocks, B-L-U-B-L-O-X, or Swanwick on Amazon. Wear them three hours before bed. Make sure that the orange lens is not the yellow ones. Yeah. Um, and see how much quicker and better you go to sleep with a less wired brain. That will help you repair quicker. Filter your water and add a little bit of Celtic salt in it twice a day. Um, your brain will be amazing you'll be it'll be like the day where you can work those sums out in your head really easily <laughs> going well, why can't I do that today? yeah um, that's number two and get your shoes off and stand in the grass or be barefoot um outside for 20 minutes a day if you haven't got a garden or something um then get an earthing pillowcase from earthing.com again i'm not an affiliate or anything for any of these guys i really don't care yeah. about that um just try those things out and, and follow me on Instagram because you can scroll down. You can scroll down and see all the different health tips and, and things that I've been sharing over the last few years. Um, and um, yeah, that's basically what I'd say. 
Okay. Yeah. Perfect. I think, um, yeah, definitely would advise people to follow you on Instagram, but obviously you've got uh, health optimization summit, which is finally coming back in 2022 uh, after a little bit of a break. Um, but where else can people connect with you, Tim? Um, you've got lots yeah. of other good stuff out there. Yeah, yeah no worries. Um, so Tim Biohacker, or one word on Instagram, um, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, um, Telegram, blah, 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 blah. The usual, you know, just yeah. pick your favorite one. Um, I'm trying to diversify a bit to Telegram at the moment for a bit more candid talk mm-hmm. just because um, Instagram is very strict with you talking about anything. And while I'm not anti, as I yeah. say, they are very strict and I don't want to, I mean, just risk risk aversion, I guess. Um, yeah, and the summit is end of May 2022. That's with 50 of the world's thought leaders in the health space. Um and uh, 100 brands of cool, cool, personally tested products or brands I use myself or have used and pre-approved. Um, and health optimization supplements, which is obviously the clean, the clean things. I think for just to touch on the topic for you know being a fitter dad, yeah. Um, because I think this is highly relevant. One of the things that we is actually the most popular product of all is our aminos. Okay. Uh, really, I say this so. Protein is amazing. It's important for us for critical functions. We can go without carbs, but we can't go without protein. Those proteins we have so that we get the aminos from it. I brought out uh, an amino acid drink, which is branch chain and essential amino acids and creatine and glutamine and uh, taurine and magnesium all in one. Now that basically supports the liver, detoxification, energy production, um, and fixes that methylation issue for detoxification as well um, and is immediately available within minutes in the muscle post-workout. So if you drink them during a workout, you'll be, able to, you'll be able to work out for longer and it will fuel the muscles with the aminos immediately. Wow. Okay, so, okay. You know, I actually done a post on my Instagram like two weeks ago specifically about the science of aminos and why they're so good. They're yeah. pre-digested, whereas if you eat a chunk of meat or have a plant-based protein drink, you're going to have to break that down before it's readily available. So if you've got kids, if you're running around like crazy, if you feel that you're not eating enough protein, and that should be ideally around two grams of protein per kilo of body weight, um, especially if you're working out. I mean, I push it to three, which is over, but... For me, that's yeah. what I need. You can see I'm a thin guy and it's my very, yeah. very fast metabolism. Um, I really recommend trying those aminos out. I really do. And even if they're not mine, go and yeah. find some branch chain and essential amino acids. You don't generally get them mixed together in a, in a five-in-one stack. No. Um, but try those out um, just because so many people are saying that they get really bo- good boost of energy and feel so much more alive from them. Um, yeah. So that's what I would say for to be a healthier dad, for sure. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, yeah, cool. Yeah, I'll definitely try them out because I take the essential aminos, but I don't take all the other things that you stacked on top of it. So I will definitely give that a try. We'll put all the links uh, to the sites and your socials in the show notes. But yeah, thanks very much, Tim. I really appreciate you coming on to the podcast. Uh, it's been great talking to you and yeah, look forward to catching up with you at the summit. Yeah, thanks for having me, mate. See you then. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the Fitter Healthier Dad podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please hit subscribe and I would really appreciate if you could leave a review on iTunes. All the links mentioned in the episode will be in the show notes and a full transcription is over at fitterhealthierdad.com.